The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we want to uh, welcome you in tonight. We're, uh, as we always do, our first segment or so, we're always going to start out with stuff we call In, in the, the news. news. Right. So interesting. I, you know, this is depressing news, actually, but it's news. Seems like. It was just something we were really surprised when we saw it. I and think shocked is a, is a good way to put it. Yeah. The American, or the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, the folks that you know, kind of have all the dietitians and so on right. in their ranks. Right, and they have this new program called Kids Eat Right, where yeah. they try to direct parents into foods that are healthier for their kids, and they're going to use a little logo right. that people can, that foods can have on it to where parents would know it might be a healthy choice for their children. And so, Mom, guess what they put? The very first thing that they put this logo on, Kraft Singles. singles. Honey, that ain't cheese. I'm not sure no. what it is, but it ain't cheese. They even say it's actually listed as pasteurized processed cheese food. Right. But so, they, you know, which is, I mean, that's unbelievable. But, anyway, but yeah, even, even the, the founder of the Dietitians for Professional Integrity actually made the comment that my jaw just hit the floor and my eyebrows just hit the ceiling. <laughs> um, you would think an organization that has come under fire for so many years for its relations with food companies might pick something other than a highly processed cheese product for its first endorsement. So what I get from this is wherever you see that, that kids eat. Don't pay attention to it because it's probably right, just right. bought and paid for. Yeah, if, if, if you see that logo, just ignore it. <laughs> it it doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, we were just kind of surprised because, I mean, processed, yeah. pasteurized cheese is just really well, not your first choice for health. Again, it's really not cheese. It's oh, no, that's right. Cheese food. Cheese food, right. Whatever okay. that is. Whatever that is. Okay. Uh, and for all of those out there that eat that, stop immediately. Okay. Anyway, now, to, the, the, to the real stories the real of the stuff, stories. right, yeah. There's a really good uh, article came out of JAMA, which is a Journal of American Medical Association, and it seems like uh, they did. The Chinese did something really good this time. They took about twenty thousand adults and they tested with a folic acid supplementation. Right, and they took people with high blood pressure already. Right, and so people that are even at higher risk for stroke and heart attacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they used a combination of a common medication, yeah, enalapril, enalapril, and and a type of folic right. acid called the MTHF, five right. MTHF. So you right. took a group that only got the medication. Mm-hmm. And then you got a group that got the medication with folic acid. Right. And they, this, this took, I mean, this actually took place from like 2008 to 2013. Yep. Uh, in, in 32 communities around, you know, the various provinces of, of China there. And they tested them for 
And I think we've talked about a little bit about the MTHFR mutation, which is a uh, methylation problem that some of us, uh, probably about uh, it's somewhere estimated between 20 and 40% of the population have issues. Right. They think say. right now that 20% have one mutation and maybe 40% have two mutations. Right. But I think the more people that are tested, yeah. the more accurate that might become. Yeah, it's, it's going to come out. But they showed that, and this was a very small amount of folic acid added to it. It's like 0.8 milligrams or 8 to 800, 800 micrograms. 800 micrograms, right. And what they showed was a significant... 21% redu- a reduction in risk. Yeah, it redu- it does reduce risk, you know, of stroke. Yeah. So something as simple as taking folic acid, which even in the in the form that we know you can use, which is the methyl tetrahydrofolate, right? Even in that form it's not expensive. No, and 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 that was a very small amount. And right. even the guys at the uh, you know, the big wigs so to speak said and I quote we speculate that in even in countries with folic acid fortification, like they do here in the United States, and widespread use of folic acid supplements, such as in the United States and Canada, that there still is room for uh, further reduce the stroke incidence by using a more targeted, and read in between targeted, targeted the 5-MTHF type of folic, folic acid, acid therapy. therapy. Right. And for one, they find that people that have this mutation, which like we talked about, up to 40% can have at least a single mutation. Right. Um, regular folic acid is actually harmful. They actually recommend for the people with the mutations not to take regular folic acid. Right. Do not eat folic acid fortified foods. No. This comes up on something that and we see it on lab work all the time. We, if you do a folic acid test on a person and, and it's off the charts high and they don't take folic acid, What's happening is this stuff is actually building up in their system. Right. And, and it can, like I said, it can be harmful. It can be harmful. To and them. like they said, is actually even people getting tons of folic acid could benefit from a more targeted folic acid therapy. We do have the 5-MTHF. We actually have products that have the B B12 with it. We mm-hmm. have actually our Megavites 1 mm-hmm. has methyl tetrahydrofolate. Um, a lot right. of our multis even from other companies that we carry, do have that form. We have a 5-MTHF um, 1 milligram. We have a 5 milligram. So we do have actually quite a few different ones in right. that category. And, and, and we see an awful <laughs> lot of folks uh, with this mutation problem uh, complaining of uh, probably one of the biggest things is, is depression. And this, this same thing helps that depression for sure. Okay, another one on vitamin E. This was yeah. interesting. Yeah. And this was, you know, started out by the headlines are high cholesterol, triglycerides can keep vitamin E from reaching the body tissues. Whoa. You yeah. need it can't get to us? Yeah. And it was just published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Right. And they, if you look at the recommended dosage for vitamin E, it is very low. Yeah, something like 15 very, milligrams very, very per low. day. Yeah. But even as low as they have it, they say that 90% of the people... In the United States, who do not take supplements are lacking vitamin E in their diet. Now, that's pretty significant right there in itself. 90%. Yeah. If you don't take this stuff, if you don't take some vitamin E of some sort. There's a, a real high likelihood yeah. you don't have enough. Yeah, because – and then if you're overweight and obese and these, these kind of issues and have the, uh, the problem with the high triglycerides, which is going to be a metabolic syndrome, it may not get to where it's supposed right. to get to anyhow. Especially, like I said, if you're low enough – already, mm-hmm. and then you have high cholesterol, high triglycerides, mm-hmm. then you're probably really not getting the vitamin E 
you know, that you need. And they even say in here, it's especially important in artery walls, the brain, the liver, the eyes, the skin. Mm-hmm. It's essential for almost every tissue in the body. They've done little rat studies in the past where they depleted their vitamin E and they do die. Yes, they so do. So a complete depletion of vitamin E can actually kill you. And then you're seeing this, that 90% of the people in the United States, which are the ones that's supposed to have the best you know, nutrition, nutrition world, right? and actually have more food available, right. not that it's good nutrition. They've probably been eating those craft Singles. Right. <laughs> well, of course, it's healthy, though, isn't it? Well, sure. It's got that logo on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so vitamin E is something that, you know, if you take a good multi, most of our multis have enough vitamin E to, to affect the, you know, to actually reach the amount that you should have. Right. And that's true. so even a good multi is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And multi-source vitamin E is even better, where you get the mixed cafferols. The, the mixed, and actually the gamma being the, the most, uh, most biologically active of the bunch. And you want those mixed ones because they do offer a lot more uh, potential protection. But, you know, this re, this, even the researchers themselves uh, said that this research raises particular concern about people who are obese or have metabolic syndrome. Right. Because they got the high triglycerides and so on, and, and we know that that increases inflammation in the body. You need more, not less, and now we find out it can't even get to you. That's, and if you start looking at metabolic syndrome, mm-hmm. and you, the next two in the news segments that we're going to talk about oh, are yeah. actually talking about metabolic syndrome. But when you start looking at health issues, it is one of the biggest health issues in the United States. No it's, question. It's the big daddy, really is. Uh, all, it's not just here in the United States anymore. We've kind of exported it to some other countries. Oh, yeah, other countries are too. starting to get more of <clears> our <throat> Western diet. Yeah. And the Western diet is not very good for health. Right. Now, the next article was just put out today, I think. It was the 17th. Today, I mean, right. today. And it was published in the Journal of American Geriatric Society. That means the old folks. Probably. Yeah, they were, yeah. Th- this one actually looked at old folks. Yeah. So, I mean, it actually looked at adults 65 years or older. I mean, it, I don't really for, think that's old. but I know, know. but what okay. we found is I think this applies to everybody. Yeah. It's just this study just happened just to be happened on to people be on 65 people, yeah. years and older because mm-hmm. – it's affecting the 15-year-olds. So what it showed, diet soda linked to increased belly fat in older adults. You know, you would think, because it doesn't have sugar, that it wouldn't do that. But the research found, right, wrong. wrong. <clears throat> and what was really significant about the thing is how much it increased. I, that was what was kind of shocking to me. If you looked at the folks that just occasionally... You know, might have a little bit of, uh, you know, once in a while have a diet soda or something. They are, their uh, waist increased 0.8 inches. That's for non-users. Okay. If you occasionally used it, it was 1.8 inches. And if you used it significantly, like daily, 3.16 inches for daily users over a period of 9.4 years. Wow. Over three inches in your waist is a big difference. That's a huge difference. I mean, in, that could be yeah. a difference from a 32 to a 35. I mean, that, you know, I mean, exactly. that could well, be a pretty big a 36, difference. You know, if you but get that even yeah. when you look, the, the comment they made was even in an effort to combat obesity, mm-hmm. adults have tried to reduce sugar and turn to non nutritive and artificial sweeteners like aspartame, saccharin, sucralose, all those. Yes. Um, previous study shows that in the last 30 years, artificial sweeteners and diet soda has increased greatly. Yet the prevalence of obesity also has increased greatly. Yeah, so what it, they're saying is, I mean, when people went to diet drinks, it did not make them lose weight. And most studies we've talked about in the past show that you can actually both 
you know, if you take two groups of people, one with diet drinks and one with regular drinks with sugar, they both gain weight at the same rate. Yeah, and, and this kind of puts the icing on the cake, so to speak, literally, um, that, you know, this happens. I mean, and, and just something like, you know, diet, because everybody that we talk to is, well, I, I only drink diet sodas. Okay, you're doing yourself some real harm there, so, folks. So, the, you know, thing to learn from that story is no sodas. None. At all. None. Okay, of any just, kind. Yeah. Water is the only thing you really have to have. That's the only thing the human has now, to have Now, the survive. next study was also about weight and weight gain. And, of course, <laughs> insulin resistance is everything. Yes, it is. And it actually says losing just a half hour of sleep can impact body weight and metabolism. That's not a lot of sleep to no, lose. No. They're saying a sleep deprivation of 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. each, what they showed on the study, is for each 30 minutes of weekday sleep debt that there was, which mm-hmm. each, each day... There was an increase of 17% for obesity and 39% of increased risk of insulin resistance. And, of course, insulin resistance leads to diabetes, diabetes heart and disease, heart disease and everything stuff, else. Yeah. And so and you can't usually catch up on the weekends. It's another nah. thing that they actually said. You know, you can't – if you have a sleep deprivation, you can't just make it up in another day. So, actually, sleep is very important. Don't drink sodas. What else can Take we say? Take vitamin E. Take vitamin E, right. <laughs> Folic acid, it was an chef, so. To say at least it was an interesting yeah. time in the news. Okay, we're getting ready to, right, taking a little break here. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And as the headlines for tonight's show talked about, we're going to be talking about infertility. Yeah, fertility problems. Not fertility problems, And right. not just in women, but men too. Right. Um, so, you know, fertility issues, we see a lot. I mean, we, we actually have a lot of that come in. So we, we figured that there'd yeah. be a lot of people looking for information on fertility. Well, it's kind of amazing that somewhere, I mean, you know, some say 10, some others say 15%, uh, which accounts to 6 or 7 million uh, women in the United States age 15 to 45 have difficulty getting pregnant and staying pregnant. I know. That's and yeah, it's not just about getting pregnant. Even the ones that get pregnant but can't stay pregnant are considered to be infertile. Right. Um, now, what is infertility? It's if you've tried to get pregnant for more than a year and mm-hmm. you haven't succeeded, or six months if you're older than 35. Yeah, 35 is kind of a cutoff there. They actually start uh, so saying you're infertile and let's start looking why if you're over 35 just because you don't have as much time, I guess, because... Yeah, because, it, you know, you, you go over, or a female goes over 35 and she has a limited number of eggs. Yeah. Uh, and, and they can be, you know, you can be running out of eggs. And it actually can be a lot of different things that causes infertility. Now, you know, you actually, there's a lot of steps to actually get pregnant. I mean, the true uh, female body has to release an egg from the ovaries, mm-hmm. ovulation. Mm-hmm. And it must go through the fallopian tube and go down to the uterus. Right. And then a sperm must be able to swim well enough. Right. And get to it. And then fertilize that egg. Mm -hmm. And then once it's fertilized, which a lot of people get pregnant but don't stay pregnant, because the implantation is not correct, which you actually take. The lining of the uterus. Right. Right. And then it implants into the lining of the uterus. Right. So all those things have to happen perfectly to actually yeah. Produce a baby. And when you think about, you know, like say the females over the age of 35, you know, when the female is born. She has a finite number of eggs. And yes. they, they say it's somewhere around a million when you're first born. And by the time you reach puberty, or menarche, as we call it medically, once you reach that, uh, there's, you're down to about 300,000 or less. And so by the time you take from there and each month, you're, you're cycling through eggs and so on. Um, you know, it's kind of, there's there's a very limited number of eggs available. For and they do know that after you go over 35, mm-hmm. and sometimes the eggs are not quite perfect because well, of age. It. Well, right. And they've aged along with you. Well, they have. So that's one reason Think about why it, they've they, been there forever. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, those eggs have aged also. So right. they actually find that that's why there's more birth defects in over 35. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's, a, it's considered to be high risk. It is. Over 35. There's no doubt about it. Although many, many women are doing it nowadays. I mean, you are seeing more well, and more women, and it does make a difference how, how well you've taken care of yourself. It's, right. I mean, to me, and what kind of shape you're in. Because I've seen some 40-year-olds do better than some of the 20-year-olds with pregnancy just because they were in better health to begin with. Right. Uh, we, we've seen that. Uh, but but you, the most, you know, a lot of these women are, you know, for professional reasons or whatever, they're putting off getting pregnant until later, over 35 yeah. and so on, you know, after they've kind of got their degrees and got out in their profession and so on. And then they decide to get pregnant, and it makes it really tough sometimes when you get in that age group. Yeah, to actually get pregnant because mm-hmm. fertility definitely goes down. Right. Now, what are some of the things that cause infertility? We'll start with the men. 
Yeah, the guy's always got part of it. I mean, you know, yeah. he's, he's not going to be left out. Because we're going to talk about men and women on this. Yes, because everybody always assumes it's the woman. And I think I saw a statistic that one-third of fertility cases are the women's. One-third of fertility are the men. And the other third is the two together. They both might have a little bit of problem. Right. So it possible. actually is not just a woman's problem. Although I always find when women came come in... Mm-hmm. They've done everything trying to figure out what's wrong, right. and the, the, usually their spouse or partner has not even had a sperm count done. So to me, I always say he needs to be checked. He I needs mean, to be checked, You yeah. can't do everything. It, if he has a problem, I don't care what you do. Right. So it Doesn't does need to be point. the two together. It, it really does. You know, we, we do see that quite a bit. Yes. Now, you know, in a lot of cases when they've been to fertility clinics and so on, a lot of the clinics are fertility issues. They'll they'll go ahead and want to check them in because. Oh, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea yes. because you know if if he's got a problem, then you might be spinning your wheels. Right. If you do all this stuff for the female and the mm-hmm. man is the one with the problem, right? Then you got to you got to know. So that always I tell men get get this get get their analysis done. We do not do that. Um, we do a lot of lab work and stuff, but the lab we use does not do. Semen analysis. No, um, but go to, to your doctor. Yeah, go right. to your doctor and have it done because mm-hmm. I do say that, that is something that you need to know. Now, some of the things that can cause problems in men. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually say a varicocele. 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 Uh huh. Which is, is basically a varicocele is just the veins around the testicles. They're just getting they're way too big, swollen, if you will, and they cause the testicles to heat. And hot testicles. Heat is not good not for good fertility. For sperm. Right, it is right. not good, and right. so that's why they say hot tubs are right. not good. Um, tight underwear. I was going to say boxers. And I not mean, briefs. honestly, tight okay. underwear are not mm-hmm. good for men either. Right. So you, you definitely the heat is a problem. Sure now, is. you know, of course, the biggest thing is too few of sperm and sperm that don't move normally. Well, you know, that's an interesting little statistic about too few of sperm, though. You know, since nineteen forty. We're down to about a third of the sperm production in the average male that, that we, we had in 1940. Have. Right. That's a lot. Yes. In a short period of time. And what used to be considered normal, even in 1940, it was normal to have 66 million sperm per milliliter. And today it's normal to have 20 million per milliliter. Right. So when we're low, we're below the 20. That's to low. where they used to be, 66. I mean, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. And even the normal semen amount... Yeah, the volume. Has mm-hmm. dropped. Right. And actually, the normal amount is 1.5 to 5 milliliters, which is a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. And since sperm is how many million per milliliter, of course, the more milliliters you have, the more sperm you're going to have. The, more, the chances that one guy can swim through. Uh, that's there. right. Mm-hmm. There's a better chance that they'll get through. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, and, and we're seeing a 20% uh, drop in volume since 1940. So oh, yeah. The, you know, the, the uh, seminal uh a volume itself has actually dropped. Plus, the you know the, the normal sperm count has dropped dramatically. That's a lot in yeah. the past fifty years. Now, some of the things that what can affect what makes men have lower sperm count, other than time, <laughs> it seems like over <laughs> over the years it's definitely went down. But we know yeah, that's well, mostly that's because of chemicals in the environment. Right, we see no a doubt. lot of that. No doubt about it. And that's one yeah. of the big things. But of course, they you know heavy alcohol use, drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, smoking. Smoking has been shown to decrease zinc mm-hmm. and increase cadmium, mm-hmm. which is in the seminal fluid, which is definitely not good for fertility. And it's detrimental to it, that's for sure. Yes, and so zinc is very important for that. Um, age, the older they get, the you know the less the sperm's going to. But, but men can still make 
decent sperm and have good sperm till the 80s. Yeah. So men don't necessarily have to, but age does decrease it some. It, it does play a role. It really does. I would say environmental toxins is the big. Yeah, one. you know, I you know I think uh, plastics are probably the biggest culprit in this. Thing. And pesticides, which is estrogens. Pesticides, estrogens. You know, but almost all of your your plastics and so on. Yeah, you know, of course, you you all listen to this show are probably aware of BPA, bisphenol A. Uh, and, and that's been around, and we're finding that everywhere. I even had somebody come in today in our store, and you know they were handing them a cash register receipt, and 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 they wouldn't take it. And I said <laughs> it's BPA free, and, and the fellow looked at me. He said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Yes, it's BPA free," uh, because you know we handle them, and so I wanted BPA free uh, cash register receipt. Because most of them are really loaded with it, loaded believe it or with not. It, right? Um, you wouldn't think about paper. No, but no the coating you, on it. It's, right, and so it's funny because it is something that you wouldn't think of. Yeah, he wouldn't touch it. That's mm. funny. No, you didn't tell me about that. No, I, that was funny. He, he wouldn't even touch it. Now, something else that was used in pregnant women between 1945 and Ooh. 1971. Yeah, DES. Mm-hmm. Diethyl stilbestrol. Right, and they used mm-hmm. to use it to, for a woman to hold a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. They used to think it made a difference, but um, I mean, I don't know that it did anyway. But they're showing that the male offspring of women that took DES actually have much lower sperm counts, too. Well, they're also showing, like, if mom or grandma yes. had that DES, the female babies are not doing so hot. Right, either. exactly. So it's affecting fertility in both men and women. And they used to give it out like candy. Oh, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. had it. They thought that was what you did when you were pregnant is you took the DES. Wow. So things like that, um, health problems like kidney disease, mumps, mm-hmm. low testosterone, different medications can make a difference. You know, of course, radiation and chemo can affect fertility in both men and women, too. Oh, gosh, yeah, because, well, of course, you it. do that, it's going to damage your sperm, damage the eggs. There's a lot of different things that go along with that. That sure is. Heavy metal toxicity. Yeah, and that's pretty common in today's environment, too. I mean, just think about the the, the tuna with all the mercury, for yeah, God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. So they, they definitely find that mercury has part. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is something I found that said that high intake of cottonseed oil, which is in everything. You start reading labels. <laughs> Cottonseed and soybean yeah. oil, they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it contains a toxic residue that interferes with spermatogenesis. Yes. So that was kind of amazing. So if you're trying to get pregnant, you're, do not eat cottonseed oil. Well, it goes back to what we tell people all the time. Read the labels. Right. And when you see stuff on there like cottonseed oil, soybean oil. But a lot of people don't realize that those are bad, but they are. Look, if it says partially hydrogenated anything, don't eat it. Okay. And if it says, you know, that I don't eat anything that's. Soybean oil or cottonseed oil. Ain't going to happen. Now, fertility in women. What Mm -hmm. causes it? Of course, everything we mentioned for men. Same thing. Double it for women. Except there's a few other reasons that women might have a problem as well. Right. One would be a blocked fallopian tube. Yeah, and that is one of the, I guess you could say, a big one. And we always tell people, make sure you've been checked for that. You know, it can be from pelvic inflammatory disease, endometriosis, it can, I mean, all kind of things that can actually block the fallopian tube. So I always tell people, have you had your tubes checked? So mm-hmm. that your OB will do. Um, physical problems with the uterus. For some reason, the uterus not, you know. That could go back to that DES it thing. It could be. Yeah. It could be that the lining is not proper because of the hormones. Which could which, be any of these environmental toxins. Exactly. And we see a lot of what they call estrogen dominance, which oh, will actually make low progesterone. And we will talk also about the PCOS. Yeah, that's going to be a really big. That's probably one um, of the things that we see is one of the number one things mm-hmm. that is actually making some of the fertility problems is the PCOS. 
fine. And I know we're coming up on a break, and we'll get more into PCOS because I do think it's one of the big issues with women, especially today, because if we go back to that metabolic syndrome yes, that we talked about that, earlier in the show. That's exactly what it's talking about. So we're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, uh, we'll be talking about that the fertility PCOS. and that PCOS thing. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure, that kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about infertility. Yeah. And we just before the break, we were talking about the dreaded PCOS, PCOS. polycystic ovarian syndrome. Which we're seeing now in teenage girls. I would say it's probably the most dominant thing that we see in We're these seeing a lot because yeah. PCOS stems from, it is a hormonal imbalance, mm-hmm. no doubt. No doubt about that. And it actually interferes with normal ovulation. But what causes PCOS? That's the big thing. And metabolic and, syndrome. And metabolic syndrome is the big mm-hmm. one. So which it's is act, diet. Which mm-hmm. is diet. 
and maybe even genetics. Um, oh, maybe it, some it, of that too. Yeah, because yeah. there's a sugar handling problem. And if you have diabetes in your family and you have things in your family that make you genetically predisposed to not handling sugar, it increases your risk for the PCOS. Right. And then you add the American diet on top of it. And we're seeing young, young, I had an 11-year-old the other day with it. Yeah. And I mean, we're seeing kids. I mean, young kids. Well, yeah, 11's and pretty young. When, you know, when they have it that young, when they get older, I mean, their fertility issues are going to be huge. Yeah. Now, you can change it is the good thing. Now, PCOS, how do you know you have it? For one, it's women that doesn't have a regular cycle. Now, it's not always PCOS in that case, but it's something to look for. Right. Um, someone that does not have a regular cycle. Most people tell me it might go every four months. It might go every six months. You know, yeah. you don't know. And it's we, we usually less often. It's right. not usually that it's more often. When you're having extra periods, it, that's not normally PCOS. No. It's normally when there's big gaps in between. Right. Someone with excessive facial hair. Yeah. Is actually, and the reason is if you look at the hormonal um, changes, changes that yeah. happens during PCOS, normally you can have normal to high estrogen, mm-hmm. low progesterone. Right. And high testosterone. I was going to say it's that high testosterone. And the high testosterone is what makes the facial hair. Mm-hmm. And so in, in a lot of people gain weight right in the middle. And a lot of people will have high triglycerides. Right. So there's a lot of things that go. And then, of course, on an ultrasound, you'll see cysts on the ovaries, which that's what PCOS stands for, is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Right. They're, they become cystic or little bubbles, if you will, on the ovaries more than there should be one. Right. Okay, that would be the uh, follicle building and getting ready to ovulate. And if you got a whole bunch of those things going on, that's not a good sign. Right. And we're going to talk more about what we can do about PCOS and some of the treatment a little bit later in the show in the next segment. But right now, we're just talking about things that cause infertility, and no doubt PCOS is a big one. It's and huge. we talked about all the environmental factors and the blocked fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. Uterine fibroids is another one. Now, that yeah. used to, you only saw it right before menopause, but you're seeing it younger and younger as well because it's an estrogen dominance. And our environment does have high estrogen. Back to the pesticides, PCBs, right. plastics, all that stuff, they're all estrogenic in nature. And one of the problems with the uterine fibroid is when you go to attach the wall of the uterus, which we said was one of the mm-hmm. last steps, you know, of pregnancy, it can't attach properly. Right. And so that's one of the problems is the uterine fibroid gets in the way. Right. And that, fi- and that fibroid tissue can actually grow outside the uterus. Exactly. Too. You and can actually it does, have it outside. That's a real and, problem. And the endometriosis is another big problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's things that we can do to help that. So there's a lot of different things that can actually cause the infertility in, in women. Um, and like I said, even being overweight can affect fertility, but being underweight can also affect well, fertility yeah. as well. One of the things that we see a lot of times with the underweights is it, under, female. Too, too low of estrogen. Too low of an estrogen content. And that's because of uh, usually excessive exercise. Right. The marathoners and things like and that. And it actually, you know, they'll stop having a cycle. When it gets extreme also, yeah. because they'll have such low estrogen that they stop having a cycle as well, which then they don't have progesterone. So then that's a fertility issue as well. So you do have to have a little bit of body fat. You don't have to have a lot. Female always has more than a guy. Right. Though. And the reason yeah. why females have body fat is to maintain that pregnancy. You know, and every once in a while you run into these females that say, well, I don't want all that body fat. Hey, look, you need to talk that up with the big guy up in the sky because we didn't design it this way, but that's the way he And you don't it. have to have a lot. No, I mean, but you got to have I, some. But you see these right. people that are just, I mean, I'm talking really thin. Right. And zero body fat, that's the ones that tend to have problems. I right. see way more overweight people have fertility issues than underweight. 
Oh, gosh. But yes. I think in today's society, it's much more common to be overweight than right. underweight also. You know, things like stress can affect all this stuff, Oh, too. stress can affect all of it. Yeah. Um, so Diet's you know, probably the biggie, but no doubt about that. But stress is definitely an issue. And like we talked about before, the older you get, lower fertility goes. Yeah. And so, and it's actually more likely to have miscarriages. I've seen a statistic one time about miscarriages, and it was kind of amazing that probably... 20 to 30 percent of all pregnancies are miscarried and they don't a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant that's um, true because it never went far enough right it doesn't implant so Mm -hmm. actually miscarriages are much more common than you think late term miscarriages are not but actually early where you don't even know you're pregnant yet most people don't even know they're pregnant when they have a miscarriage right it It, might just be a little heavier cycle than they normally have and that's what you know we 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 hear of this a lot and, and, of course, that's what we go to. We think immediately that, well, they're probably not even implanting. And they're just, you know, they'll have a real heavy cycle. Boom. It's in, and that's just the body getting rid of uh, what it knows it can't support. Right. Yeah. Now, test. I mean, what is needed if you're having fertility problems? Because we do a lot of lab tests. I mean, that's one of the things well, that we say. You if what's going if on. you don't know what's going on, then you don't know what to do about it. So we have some panels that we always do. We have, one, you know, women and men. Now, a lot of the same things need to be checked in both women and men because I think we, we definitely need to check overall health. Mm-hmm. And then you also need to do the hormones um, in both men because they have shown that low testosterone can affect the sperm counts as well. So you do, and we are seeing an epidemic of low um, testosterone. We but are seeing most that. Most of the young guys with low testosterone have sugar handling problems or metabolic syndrome. Again, Almost every one of them. Yeah. It really is. And since zinc is so important, in mm-hmm. the sperm, and the sperm counts, and the testosterone, we do rec- right, we right. do recommend the same panel for females and men, but men definitely need to add the zinc level to right. their to their panel. You know, and something I think if these females, if they're, you know, they're, they're, I go real strong on this one. If they're having, if you really want to know about their sugar handling thing, add that insulin like our weight oh, loss yeah. panel. Oh yeah, you can actually do the weight loss panel with the hormones, or we can do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, usually it's somewhere around. 225, 250 to mm-hmm. actually do all the tests. Pretty and much. when you start looking at it, and it tests a lot, way more than it's usually checked in, fertil- in fertility clinics, actually. They usually just check FSH, LH, LH yeah. progesterone. Mm-hmm. Right. They just check a few hormones. We like to look at the overall health. And the reason, things that we look for on labs, anemias, oh, yeah. iron deficiencies, you know, mm-hmm. other nutrient deficiencies like, like vitamin, vitamin mm-hmm. D and B12 and mm-hmm. A big one that I have found, and I've dealt with a lot of the women with with um, fertility issues, thyroid. Now, their right. thyroid may look perfect to most doctors, and they may be told, oh, you don't have a thyroid problem. But T3, and a lot of the research that we've done, right. the free mm-hmm. T3 makes a huge difference in actually holding the pregnancy. Sure does. And if you look, the level, the range in the lab is huge. It's like, Two to 4.4. It is. And we like it to be at least three. Right. And so I will actually put somebody on a little bit of T3 just because if it's it's even 2.8 and they're trying to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. So we do look at things other than hormones Mm -hmm. to actually see if it makes a difference. Well, if that female's body's not healthy, it's not going to happen. If the body doesn't think it can maintain a pregnancy, it will not. It get won't. pregnant. It won't happen. It won't. No. So no. I always say it is very important to just get overall healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, stress, another big issue. That's huge. And I find that most of these people that are trying to get pregnant and trying to get pregnant stress themselves out so much that they don't get pregnant because they're so stressed. Because they're stressed, right. 
And there's been, I know all of y'all out there have heard people saying, no, well, I finally gave up and adopted a baby and then I got pregnant well, because they, they, got st- the they got rid of the stress and they stopped trying. And so sometimes trying too hard and overdoing it, mm-hmm. and, you know, makes a problem just because you're, you're so stressed and mm-hmm. just, you start doing everything for fertility. So just relax. Relaxing is also a big part of it. Well, that's how you get rid of stress. Exactly. You have to start learning how to take care of stress. Now, of course, we've mentioned blood sugar over and over, so you want to check mm-hmm. the triglycerides, the A1C, so we definitely do that. And in women, it does have to be done on a certain time of the month when we do the hormones, especially on progesterone. You want to do it between 19 and 21, day 19 and 21 of the cycle, with day one being the first day of the cycle. Yes, day one is the first day of the menstrual flow. Now, men, it can be any day. Yeah, any time. Any, any day. So, you know, and it does, all, we also like to do your analysis to look for infections. I mean, we, we kind of do an overall check. We do, we probably, I, I'd have to say that for that 225 to 250 mark, we're probably going to do more lab work than you've ever been exposed to in your yes. life. And so it does a lot. And it's actually, you know, if you're trying to get pregnant, it's one of the cheapest routes to go to begin with. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we call it evidence-based nutrition. We, we coined that phrase a long time ago because the lab work was the evidence. And if you know what your evidence is, you know what you got to do to I've fix had it. women come in that's actually had the, what they call IUI, which is interuterine mm-hmm. insemination. Mm-hmm. They had done like 12 rounds of it and it cost $1,500 a month with nothing. And yeah. actually, on, uh, you know, we've had p- people where in two weeks and they get pregnant. I mean, we, two weeks of changing the diet and taking say, supplements. No, we always stress that. Now, diet. it doesn't happen yeah. to everybody. I do no, say that it's not that no, quick no, in most no. people, usually at least a few months. Right. Now, always for pregnancy, you got to know when to have intercourse. <gasps> yes. If you don't know. I'm surprised that a lot of. Sometimes we run into people that have been trying or say they've been trying and they do not know that there's only certain days of the month that you can be pregnant. Most people probably do know it, but it's only around ovulation. And you can do ovulation kits to find out about when you ovulate. And they basically say sperm can live a day before. It can Mm -hmm. actually live for 24 hours. So if you ovulate a day after, you can still get pregnant. And actually a day after ovulation. So there's about a three-day window probably each month that you can get pregnant. So you have to make sure that you're doing what it takes to get pregnant on those days. That's the peak time is, is those, like I said, about that three-day window. Uh, and, and, you know, like I say, there's ovulation kits. And most, of, you know, a lot of the females that we're seeing lately, probably in the past year or so, they have actually got those ovulation kits. So they're pretty up on their Right. Most women ovulating. try and right. no. We yeah. do run into a few people that surprise me that they really have no idea. And I'm like, have you really been trying? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you don't even know when you can. So it is something that, you know, we see. And so, you know, there is things you can do for fertility, and there's things natural. I mean, actually getting pregnant is a natural thing itself. Uh, if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here today. That's right. Okay, that's, that's And fact. so I yeah. tell people they just have to get overall healthy. You don't want to. I think that's the one thing, Janine, that you and I stress more about anything we look at. Now, not just fertility, but everything. You have to get overall healthy. It's just like the guys, if they got low testosterone. You got to get overall healthy. You can't just jack up the testosterone and expect to be great, grand, and glorious. Right. You have to get to the root of the problem why right. your testosterone is low. Right. All right. Well, we're going to be taking a little break here. We'll be coming back and we'll be talking about things that can help with fertility. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about fertility issues. And we're going to be start talking about some of the things that you can do to actually help. And let's start with the ladies. Okay, we'll start with the ladies. Now, we've already mentioned diet change, but we haven't. Well, that goes for both. Right, right for both. We're going to talk about both. Actually, you want a lower carbohydrate, right. lower sugar, uh-huh. higher good fat, and adequate protein. And make sure as much of it as possible organic. Right. Why? Because to get Hormones. rid of those. Especially well, if you're dealing with fertility issues and you're dealing with hormonal issues and you want to get rid of the get estrogens. Rid of those toxins. Right. right. You want to actually go as much organic po- as you can possibly. You, you buy organic food not for what it might have, it's for what it doesn't have. have. Right. 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 So, okay. you know, that's the first thing. Change the diet, mm-hmm. go organic if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, do the lab work. Nice, and really change cool. what you find on the labs. And everybody might be different on what to do there. Um, we mentioned the they thyroid. Are, yeah. And on the thyroid, we use a natural T3 if the, if the T3 is low. But not everybody needs that, and you don't want to just take it. 
No. Um, well, you, no. you actually always have to look at nutritional deficiencies. If your B12 is low, fix it. If your vitamin D is low, fix honestly, it. Honestly, if you're anemic, you got to fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Take iron. Yeah. So there's a lot of those, and we all we always recommend for women a good prenatal vitamin. Right. Now, on your prenatal, make sure that it contains the 5-MTHF or the methyl tetrahydrofolate. So make sure because 40% of you out there may not be able to use regular folic acid, and, which is so important for pregnancy. And, and so many of these uh, actual things that they call prenatals do not have Do not have that type of folic acid. It may be harmful rather than beneficial. Sure so could. make sure that you actually get a prenatal that actually has the right form. We do have our prenatals do that we have. Right. So make sure if you look on our website. How beneficial are those omega-3s? Very beneficial. Right. And that is another one, getting enough of the good omega-3 fatty acids, like it's, fish oil. Fish oil, yeah. Fish oil is probably krill oil is another one. Yeah. Um, I don't think flax is as beneficial as fish and krill. So I think fish and krill yeah. would be your most. And they've even had a lot of studies on if you're taking omega-3s while pregnant, which you can. Mm-hmm. That it actually increases the IQ of the baby. It actually helps with brain development. So you're not just helping yourself. You're helping your baby when you do get pregnant. Right. Well, they, they say the first three years after the baby's born is most important for brain development. But actually, I think they overlook the first nine months before the baby's born. Right. Because if, if we don't have those fatty acids in there, that especially that DHA, that docosafexanoic acid, that makes up 25% of our brain. So if mom doesn't have that DHA in her body, Mm, baby's not going to get it there either. Right. But that's why we always, you know, even breastfeeding, we always suggest omega-3s while breastfeeding. Exactly. So even after you have the baby, it's good to do the it's omega-3s. It's good to do the omega-3s. Now, it's good we to men- do the omega-3s yeah, all exactly. the time. Right? And we mentioned before stress. Lower your stress. You got to lower that stress. Now, another thing, we mentioned the PCOS. And actually, even endometriosis mm-hmm. or uterine fibroids. There's something that we use that actually can help with all those. And it's something called DIM, methane. We actually did a whole show. We on did that. a whole show, and I was going to tell people to get more information specifically on DIM. And we did talk about fertility issues on that mm-hmm. show. We did, and we had Dr. Zelig's, which is actually holds the patent for BioResponse DIM, which is the DIM that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in December, I believe, December 2014. So uh, if you go back, to, was, yeah, yeah, go back to December and look at the show that's called um, Safer Estrogen with Phytonutrition. Right, and it's the whole show is about DIM, and but DIM we have had. I've had women in their 40s that said they'd never gotten pregnant. They were tired of trying to get pregnant. They just wanted to get healthy, and they were tired of feeling bad. And when I put them on DIM, I always tell them, now, if you're not wanting to get pregnant now, you need to be careful. And they always laugh. And they're like, I mean, I've tried my whole life to get pregnant, and I can't. And they pop up pregnant. I have been, you know. We've got some cute been, kids that yes, come into school with their moms now. That, <laughs> that are older moms. Right. Because they started taking DIM more for the perimenopausal symptoms, which you can do that for that too. So we've gotten really good results with DIM, but it does help the endometriosis. It does help the PCOS. It does help some of the underlying problems that cause fertility right. issues. Yeah, you know, something, when you talk about that diet thing, of course, you know, one of the things that we use for blood sugar to help with blood sugar, which is all about that PCOS thing. Is that Berberine, Berberine Max. Max. And yeah. it is an alternative like to metformin. And metformin is. is used for fertility in medicine is. when somebody mm-hmm. has a sugar handling problem. Mm-hmm. And so the Berberine Max we use for fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, Fempro. We always try to, it's a natural progesterone. progesterone. Right. We always try to use DIM first. And a lot of times DIM will trigger your own ovaries to make progesterone. And, and, I always and we think, see that a lot. always think your own is better. 
But even once you get pregnant, you have to stop the DIM. A lot of times we'll add the progesterone cream to make sure you hold the pregnancy because progesterone probably is the most important thing in order to hold the pregnancy. Well, you have to have progesterone or you can't hold it. Exactly. So that is, that is actually a lot of the things we do for women, but it's always based on case by case, and yeah. each woman's different. Whatever shows up, right. Yeah. Now, some of the things, time for the men. Oh, yeah. They need a good multivitamin, too. Always. Always. They need all now, their they vitamins. Don't need, they don't need a prenatal. No, no prenatal. They, they do not need iron. Normally, no. Because most okay. prenatals are just really high in iron. Right. And men do not need iron unless they're anemic, which is rare, especially in younger men. Right. Um, you start seeing it in older men, but not in younger men. Right. So, and they also, the uh, omega-3 fatty acids. Oh, I think, you know, the omega-3s are so huge. I, mean, I think we've done whole shows on just about on this thing. We have, you know, On omega-3s, yeah. you know. Uh, between that and the probiotics, my God, that's, you know, huge. But omega-3s are just so important in, in, in overall health for men and women. They really are. Now, there's a couple biggies um, uh, for like men. Carnitine. Carnitine. Mm-hmm. It actually directly affects the sperm motility and maturation of the sperm. Makes so it makes them, makes them mature. Them swimmers. And they make them better swimmers. Mm. It makes them swim in a straight line. You know, that's kind of the neat thing. They've got to get to the point A to point B. If and they, If they swim in know, circles, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. That's so right. you do have to do that. And mm-hmm. actually, they've actually found that decreased levels of fatty acid concentration in the mitochondria leads to decreased energy production. And that's where and that carnitine, carnitine comes in. carnitine does help with that. So mm-hmm. and in the studies, now most people will say, oh, I'm taking carnitine. And you look and they're taking 500 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Not it enough. more than that. Most studies have shown two to three grams, which mm-hmm. would be two to three thousand milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. So you have to take enough of it. I mean, so carnitine and carnitine never hurts. Great for the heart. Great for muscles. Great. I mean, good for overall health. So it's good something. All that, the way yes. The other biggie. There's a couple of the biggies. A couple of biggies. Arginine. Yeah. L-arginine, which is another amino acid, just like carnitine. Mm-hmm. But it's been shown to be a precursor in the synthesis of some of the chemicals that are actually essential for sperm motility. Right. So, that, so that's a huge one right there. And again, arginine, you want to probably take three to five grams. I yeah. mean, it's actually a pretty decent dose to actually make a big difference. And but our, they, yeah, that, it does take quite a bit. You know, we've got that amino flow. That stuff is loaded with oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's got but we've seen some, things. I mean, the studies show pretty significant change. Mm-hmm. In sperm, and even though these are known more for motility, the arginine and carnitine, they've also been shown to increase the sperm count itself. Mm-hmm. Right now, zinc, we mentioned that one earlier. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier, and it definitely is linked not with motility but with the sperm count itself. Right, and you never want to go too high on zinc, though. Fifty milligrams a day is max. That's yeah, that's that's a max per day. So if anything, I see people taking too much zinc. We see that occasionally, yes. and so that's one that you can get too much of. The amino acids you can go pretty high, which is the carnitine and arginine. But on mm-hmm. the zinc, you do want to make sure you don't overdo it. And guys need to remember that loose fitting underwear. loose underwear and keep them cool. Boxers, not <laughs> briefs, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are other antioxidants. That goes for men and women. Yes. Men and, yeah. I mean, just that's been shown to actually just be good for overall health. Right. And vitamin C. Vitamin, vitamin e, e that we talked about. Right. right. Glutathione. Selenium. Mm-hmm. CoQ10. And actually, we mentioned that we actually check B12 on mm-hmm. both men and women right. with fertility issues. There was a study actually, you know, it was more about men, but showing that the low B12 actually, no question, lowered the sperm count. And when they gave a man 1,500 micrograms a day for four to 24 weeks, it increased sperm count by 53.8%. 
That's huge. And I say that's going to work best on men that actually have low B12. So again, do the lab work. Yeah, and those basic nutrients. Okay, next week we're going to be talking about stress. Stress and and, and the consequences it has on your health. stress and its consequences. So join us again uh, next week, same time, same place. We'll be back with Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.